I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 74. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 74. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host. The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey, ass kickers. How are you? I hope everything is going amazing and kicking ass in your life over there. Before I get started on this week's episode, I wanted to quickly tell you that I have a sale going on on my book, but not just my book. It's a personalized signed copy. If you would like to have your hot little hands on one, or maybe you already have my book, you could give it away (laughs) and get yourself a personalized signed copy, or they are great as gifts for your girlfriends or, you know, good for guys as well. You can go to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 52 ways. There's a link in the show notes to this podcast as well. If you forget yourkickasslife.com forward slash 52 ways and It includes shipping to USA only, but it's only 15 bucks through the the rest of the year for the holiday season. It's the holiday season, and I, I love Christmas music, you guys. I can't. It must be from all those years I worked at a department store dressing windows and mannequins, and we started listening to Christmas music like in September. I love it. I love Christmas music. I could listen to it all year round. Anyway, yourkickasslife.com forward slash 52 ways to get my book shipped to any U.S. state for just $15. And if you live outside the U.S. and you would like a personalized signed copy, absolutely you can. Send us an email, support at yourkickasslife.com, and we'll send you a quote on that and try to make that happen for you. All right, so without further ado, here is this week's episode. All right, you guys, so this is sort of a follow-up to the post that I published a couple of weeks ago in the beginning of November, and it kind of came up actually with one of my private clients was asking me about it, and it was something I thought about in the back of my head, and I'm like, I probably should dedicate an entire post and blog or podcast episode about this because it can be a little bit confusing. So anyway, let me start from the beginning. About two weeks ago, I posted a personal story of mine that 
basically walked you through the entire decade of my 20s. There is a link to that in the show notes, um, more so like in the blog post that accompanies this, yourkickasslife.com forward slash 74. And in that, I mention taking personal responsibility for my life, you know, at the end of that decade and really was the beginning of my 30s. And, and then also I wrote a specific blog post about how taking personal responsibility for your life, that there's so much freedom in that. And I wrote a post about that and you can access it at that same link. And here's, here's what I see happening is that there's a common misconception around personal responsibility. And that is that taking responsibility for one's actions and mistakes equals self-blame. That in order to take responsibility, we must blame ourselves for the behaviors and actions we have taken that we're not proud of and subsequently feel like shit about it. So the bottom line is that is not true. It does not have to be black or white. So what taking responsibility means is this. Number one, that you understand your part in what's going on or what has taken place and what other people's part is. In other words, you understand the difference between the things that you can control versus the stuff that you can't. Meaning, you know, the stuff that other people have done or the way they react, all of those things. Number two is to be curious about the feelings that come up during the time that you're taking responsibility for what's happened. Are you angry? Are you ashamed? Are you embarrassed? Are you confused? Whatever it is, it's just the process of it all. And I encourage you to feel it and name it. None of it's wrong. The third part is to practice self-compassion. This may be one of the most important parts. You will learn nothing in your personal development journey by beating yourself up for what has happened. Like I always say, no one beats themselves up into enlightenment. No one beats themselves up into feeling better. That's not how it works. Self-compassion, I think, gets such a bad rap. And I think people think like, no, I need to be hard on myself in order to be successful and achieve my goals. I need to be a hard ass. That's how it works. No, sister, that's not how it works. It really isn't. Trust me. Just please trust me on this one. (laughs) Okay. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, You are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? 
This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. The fourth part is take action around the things that you want to take action on and that you're ready for in moving forward. So let me give you an example around all of this. The story that I told earlier this month, I talked about the breakup of my first marriage and the the relationship that immediately followed it. And the men I had been with had not been good to me. And when I was out of those two relationships and I can look could look back on them, what I took responsibility for were the things that I could control that I had chose not to, such as staying in relationships where my intuition had been telling me pretty much all along to get out. And maybe for you, you were in a relationship where your intuition kind of told you toward the end to get out and you didn't, or maybe you're still in that relationship. Like that's something you can take responsibility for. That's on you. Another thing is, um, that was on me was believing that I was not worthy of a better relationship. That was my belief that I had created. Yes. Did some things happen in my life to add to that belief? Absolutely. But I was the one that believed it. And I was the one that was gathering evidence to show it. And I was the one that stayed in it. Another thing was that I isolated myself in my friendships and had not had not really talked at all to anyone about what I was actually feeling. I did a little bit, but I, I don't think I ever told anyone that, uh, and you know, like, this is really interesting now that I say this out loud. I don't think I really knew what I was feeling deep, deep, deep inside. All I knew was that I was pissed is that, that people weren't acting the way I wanted them to act. (laughs) But, um, what I can take responsibility for in that is that I did my, it became my first priority to make everyone think that I was okay. And really I wasn't. And I think that, um, if I had been more vulnerable to the right people, emphasizing the right people, I think that things would have been different. I don't know. I don't, you know, I have no idea, but I think that things would have been different. The bottom line in that whole thing is that I isolated myself, is that I hid. And uh, another example is that I, in, in what I can take responsibility for, is that I tried, I made my, my priority to try to change my partners instead of working on myself. I put all of my eggs in that basket and wanted was convinced that if they changed and they acted different, then our lives would be easier. They just didn't know it yet. And that is like, that is total insanity. So that's what, that's what I could 
take responsibility for. And all of that doesn't change the fact that they acted like assholes. That's still a fact. But looking at my part is important in being able to change myself. But the trajectory doesn't need to fall into the realm of blaming myself and beating myself up for all of that. So there's a fine line there. And and trust me, like I have crossed that line into self-blame. I mean, I did it for several years. I even wrote a letter to myself about it and apologized for it. It's a really short post. There's a link to it in the blog post if you wanted to go back and read it. And and this was I did that back in 2010 where um, what, I, what had happened is that I, I realized that as I started my personal development journey and as the fog kind of cleared and I was like, oh shit, that all happened and that's what I need to take responsibility for, I was in essence horrified about the way that I acted and the way that I had coped and all of the things that I did quote unquote wrong and like, and I was embarrassed and ashamed and, and just, I didn't want to look at that part of myself anymore. So what, <laughs> that doesn't help at all. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm always a big fan of like, feel what you need to feel. And it, it's okay that I felt that way, but. Uh, what I had had done in in those moments is I had orphaned those parts of me and just really separated out myself and really didn't I didn't want to tell that story I didn't want anyone to know that you know that's really what was happening and so um you know I wanted to be who I was now and like that's all I wanted people to see of me and you know what that is too like that's perfectionism right there rearing its ugly head and it's always kind of like in the background, you know, as we're trying to go on our personal development journey and, and we're, you know, we're, we're trudging along doing great, you know, like perfectionism and even like people pleasing and isolating and all those other things, they're like on the sidelines, like doing jumping jacks and like staying warm. And like, as soon as we get tired in our journey, in our journey towards consciousness, they're like, you know, put me in coach, put me in. And that's actually a metaphor that's used in 12 step programs. If anyone <laughs> is like, I heard that story before that that's really, it's the same thing. It's like those old behaviors are always kind of sneaking around wanting to come back in. And that's essentially what was happening to me and still continues to, you know, those behaviors still sneak around backstage. So I think it's important for you to watch out for that and watch out where the self-blame comes in, where the negative self-talk comes in and do work around that. So hopefully that clears up and uh, about the difference between taking personal responsibility and self-blame. And the bottom line of this is to just be aware where you, where you cross that line from taking responsibility for yourself into self-blame and beating yourself up for it. Alrighty. Again, just a quick note that my book is on sale for the rest of the year for the holidays, 15 bucks shipped to any U.S. state, and uh, it's personalized signed copy. You can get it at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 52 ways. It's the letters, uh, sorry, the numbers, <laughs> 52 ways, all one word. And uh, until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye, everybody.
It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking.